Hello, and welcome to the ninth ever episode of Tea Time with Tori. I recognize that it's been a while since I've done an episode, and I'm honestly really glad to have found time and to be able to sit down with all of you and share this today. Um, I've been really looking forward to moving forward with Tea Time with Tori, incorporating some new topic ideas. Um, I've reached out to a few of you um, who are loyal listeners of this podcast um, and gotten some feedback and some really wonderful um, concepts and ideas for upcoming episodes, and I've come up with a few of my own, one of which is today's episode. So thank you so much for that. And um, kind of reflecting on why it has taken me so long will be part of this episode, to be honest with you. Um, For those of you who know me very personally, apart from just listening to the podcast, you know that there's been a lot going on in my life. Um, A lot of loss, yes, but also a lot of growth, a lot of evolution. Um, I kind of feel a new sense of myself, so... I think it'll be interesting to continue with this podcast um, to see sort of an evolution in my character and who I am and the ideas that I have to bring to the table as this sort of new self stepping out of some really interesting um, situations and things that have challenged me and challenged me to grow over the past few months. So in our last episode, as per usual, I want to reflect on how I grew from the challenge. If you can remember back in episode eight, I had the beautiful guest Irene Leary talking a little bit with me about um, healthy relationships versus signs of an unhealthy relationship. And the challenge that she posed was to examine your relationships for signs of healthy versus unhealthy, um, as per our discussion together on that episode. Um, If you haven't listened to it, please go give it a listen. I really enjoyed doing that collaboration. Um, And if you have any other ideas or any of you would like to collab in the future, please reach out to me. We can try to set something up. Um, I really love getting other people's feedback and letting that influence this podcast and kind of help it to be as full and as fleshed out as it can be. Um, But yeah, stemming from that challenge and looking at signs of um, healthy and unhealthy relationships, I ironically have kind of stepped away from a lot of friendships and also relationships um, in different contexts within my life over the past few months. And you might ask, well, why would you do that? Something that I think is really important is to recognize that not all relationships have to be permanent in order to matter and have value and have love. Um, And that's something that I've had to grapple with a lot because kind of um, looking at my younger self and looking at myself, you know, five, six, even as recently as like three or two years ago, to be perfectly frank about it. Um, I came at relationships and friendships from a place of, I want to make this last and grow and evolve to the best of its capacity. Um, And I really want to stick it out and stick it through. And a thing that I've been realizing more and more as I grow and get a little bit older, I am now 20. That's another update. Hello, I had my birthday and I am officially an adult, (laughs) which is very strange to me. Um, I'm still grappling with that a little bit. I will always like go to people and be like oh I'm like 18 or 19 I'm like wait no I'm not oh lord um but as I get older I've kind of recognized that you know there are friendships that are meant to serve us and teach us and help us to grow in a certain phase of our life and that doesn't mean that that relationship or that friendship doesn't have love doesn't have fond memories that you can look back on doesn't have wonderful moments that you can be proud of and glad for but you know, the person that I was when I was 13, some of the friends that I surrounded myself with, 
don't serve me as a 20 year old. And that's nothing against those people, but we grew in different directions. And actually I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, if you're listening to this and know who you are, good for you. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine about this the other day and it's like, it's nothing against those people. It's never a thing of like, oh, I hate that person or, you know, they don't fit into my life anymore. No, 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 it's not like that. It's, you know, I'm going in a certain direction and I'm committed to that direction. I'm committed to myself first and foremost from a place of self-love and self-respect. Um, I know where I'm headed and where my growth is going. And as sorry as it might sound, you know, you don't, you don't come with me down that journey. So our journey ends here. And thank you. Thank you for everything that we've done together and learned together. But, you know, it, it doesn't serve me to continue this relationship moving forward. And two, another thing that um, this friend of mine and I talked a little bit about that was kind of interesting is sometimes relationships kind of ebb and flow. Sometimes you meet somebody um, at a certain phase in your life and you really hit it off and you have a connection um, and you find that spark of joy, that spark of love between you. And circumstances kind of encourage you both to go off on your own and to do your own exploration, your own growth. And I think we all have those friendships, those relationships where it's like you spend, what, six, seven, eight months apart and then you come back together and it's like you're hitting it off, you know, hit off, what, uh, ground running. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, you hit the ground running. Yes. Okay. There we go. There we go. I got it. Um, but I think sometimes that's a beautiful thing to acknowledge too. Like not only do all relationships have to be permanent to matter, but not all relationships or friendships have to be constant to matter and sometimes the best friendships I find are the ones that kind of allow you to take time on your own to grow and you come back to each other and you share that growth and you kind of encourage each other to keep moving forward and I think that can be a really beautiful thing and another thing in reflecting on some of the relationships and friendships in my life um, and stepping away from some of them because I really do feel like um, as I kind of hinted about with all of the things going on in my personal life I've evolved into a very different person not in a bad way I think if anything in a very empowered and strong way I like who I am um, not necessarily more so but I feel more confident in who I am now and more confident in the things that I want and the woman that I'm becoming that I was even six months ago eight months ago um, and one thing that I will say about reflecting in relationships is you're never going to regret your honesty as hard as it is sometimes to be upfront with people about the things that you need or things that aren't working for you, um, so long as you're doing it from a place of love and respect, I promise you that you won't regret it. Advocating for yourself and for the strength and like the success of your friendships and your relationships is something you're never going to regret. Even if it means that that conversation leads to you parting ways, you advocating for what, as a human being, you know um, about yourself, you know that you need, you know that you want, is never the wrong move. And again, so long as that's grounded in a place of love, obviously I'm not saying go out and have an argument with your friends and say, you don't treat me right, blah, blah, blah. Like that is not, <laughs> that is not what I'm advocating. What I'm saying is, you know, even if you have a con constructive conversation with your partner and it turns into, we need time off, or you have a really constructive conversation with your friends where you say, hey, this isn't working for me, I need space. Even if that means that door closes, it's better that that door closed because you are doing something from a place of self-love and self-respect 
then you continued in that relationship without advocating for what you need and ultimately becoming more hurt. I hope that makes sense. All right, so now to actually get into today's episode. Um, Before I get started, um, a very special listener, you still are and always will be very special to me no matter what, Um, um, had recommended to me a few episodes ago, um, actually over the summer when I was doing, I forget what episode number that was, um, that I start talking about what tea flavor I am drinking during the episode. So today I have a cinnamon vanilla tea, which is delicious, highly recommend that. Um, from the Republic of Tea, really nice brand. Um, yeah, so that is what I am drinking today. <laughs> All right, with that being said, let's grab ourselves a cup of tea, take a deep breath, and dive into today's topic making empowered choices. So lately, um, as I've kind of touched on and kind of winked at in a way throughout the beginning of this episode, there has been a lot going on in my life that has kind of prevented me in some ways um, from creating another episode of this podcast. I think in order to be honest and in order to speak to all of you and speak from a place of, you know, honesty, speak from a place of wisdom and speak from a place of confidence, um, I had to do a lot of work on myself. And I had to reflect on a lot of situations that ironically um, posed me a lot of different options, a lot of different choices and roads that I could go down. I feel like at one time, um, my one dear friend, you know who you are, um, was joking with me and she was saying, you know, you're running a marathon. And she's like, don't discredit yourself for that. Over the past few months, I think that I've been running an emotional (laughs) marathon with a lot of different things that have kind of coincided at one time. Um, But yes, I've been forced with a lot of different options or choices in those moments, in those events. Um, And something that kind of arose for me was the question of, okay, well, how do I make empowered choices? And I'm not just talking about choices like what am I going to wear in the morning? Although that can be an empowered choice. (laughs) Or what am I going to have as far as like what flavor of cereal do I want to get when I go to Target on my grocery run? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, for example, Um, my decision whether or not to pursue a BFA acting program as opposed to continuing with a double major, Um, my choice to walk away from certain friendships that I felt like were no longer serving me and the person that I'm becoming, Um, my choice in how I was handling um, some more intimate um, uh, relationship, an intimate relationship in my life um, and how I wanted to move forward with that and how I am moving forward with that even currently. Um, and the choices I'm making in my romantic life. Um, So how do I make empowered decisions? I'm going to kind of work through three points that I think kind of sum up um, what I want to share with you about that. So the first is we're going to reflect on what what the heck does empowered mean, right? Um, When I talk about empowered decisions, I mean decisions that serve you. Now, what does that mean? If something serves you, Um, something that actually, um, a really dear friend of mine, I talk about a lot of people in this episode, um, her name is Carol, um, I actually had the privilege of working with her a little bit, um, in her film company, um, she would always talk about the highest and the best, um, so I think if something serves you, it kind of brings you towards the highest and the best outcome, meaning that you're doing things that are in your best interest and in the best interest of the people around you and are grounded in a place of 
love, in self-love, in love and respect for other people. Now that doesn't mean, for example, I can walk away from a relationship from a place of love and say, because I care about you, I know that me being hurt by this relationship is ultimately gonna hurt you too. Like we need to end this. Like that can be loving. So I hope that comes across and makes sense. But um, if it's serving you, it's advocating for the highest and the best of the people around you. Um, to kind of maybe break that down even a little bit more, you can ask yourself questions like, does this benefit me? You know, does this reflect um, the growth and evolution that I want in my life moving forward? Um, does this bring me peace? Does this better my life? Does this, you know, does this bring me towards, again, the highest and the best? Um, I'm going to try and come up with off the top of my head because I know this sounds a little bit abstract. An example of this. So I'll reflect on, you know, say you're having a fight with a friend, right? And this is like the 20th time in the past week that you've had a fight and it's not resolving itself and there's no communication. You're not listening to one another. It's really kind of draining and toxic. Um, looking at it from a place of love, you can say, okay, I love myself and I know that my energy, my resources, my mental energy, you know, my emotional bandwidth is being drained. And likewise, this person, I'm sure, doesn't enjoy sparring with me and fighting with me and then having to go to, as we usually do, other friends and try to work it out and play therapist. You know, like nobody enjoys that. And from a place of love, you can say, this is not serving either of us. Um, the highest and the best outcome is one of peace. I want peaceful friendships. The highest and the best that I can imagine in my life is to have friendships that elevate me, that make me feel excited to hang out together, that make me feel, you know, empowered um and while i would love to work through this argument we've had it a million times and it's not being resolved um it's in my best interest and yours at this point to walk away and you know you're advocating for that highest and the best outcome and knowing that by closing this door you're opening room and space in your life for other friendships to walk in who will serve you and who will benefit you and that other person so again, empower decisions, advocating for the highest and the best and based in a place of groundedness and love both for yourself and that other person. Um, number two, um, empower decisions are your own. And I'll get into a little bit what that looks like and what that means. So nobody knows your life better than you. I'm gonna let that sit for a minute. I'll say it again, no one knows your life better than you. When you wake up in the morning, you're the person who is there. When you go to sleep at night, you're the person laying your head down on that pillow, on the bed, wherever you fall asleep, on the sofa, right? You are the one who is there through every up, every down, every trial, every success. You are the one present throughout all of that. People are going to step into your life, especially around big decisions like the one that we're discussing, and they're going to try to give their input. They're going to try to insert themselves, right? And before you take any advice, understand two things. One, the people who are offering you advice are either trying to insert themselves oftentimes and kind of vicariously live through or experience your quote-unquote drama, your life. Um, and sometimes people derive a lot of pleasure, a lot of joy from that. 
Um, and you kind of have to be wary of that. Some people thrive off of drama, if you will, and like are more than happy to insert themselves where they're not necessarily wanted or needed. Um, so that's one thing. And um, so ask yourself, you know, is this person inserting themselves? And two, do you envy or admire their life? I'll say that one one more time. Do you envy or admire their life? For example, if somebody is trying to give you relationship advice and this person, you know, bless them, wishing them all the best, but they have terrible relationship history and a bad track record and tend to kind of thrive on drama and very tumultuous relationships, ask yourself if you really admire that person's history with relationships before you take relationship advice from them. On the flip side, if you have a grandmother who's been married happily and successfully for 60 years with a loving um, partner, and your grandmother says, here's my advice for you, ask yourself, okay, you know, here's a woman who I love and admire, who's close to me, who's family to me, who has the type of love in her life that I hope for and I want to emulate. Therefore, this advice has weight to it. This is advice that I can take in, reflect on, and listen to, to inform my decision. But again, ultimately, that decision is yours. Nobody knows your life better than you do. For example, if you want to become an artist because, you know, in your spare time, you love to paint, and that is just the greatest source of joy and passion and light for you, but you do that in private, and then you have a friend who you only see on the weekends who's like, well, I never see you paint, so I don't think you should be a painter. I think you should do blah, 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 blah. That person doesn't see the fact that every day after class, you spend two hours alone in your dorm listening to music and painting. That's the kind of thing I'm getting at. You know, that person, for all their good intent and as wonderful of a friend as they may be, doesn't know your life. They don't get to see the ins and the outs, the time you spend alone. They don't get to go inside of your head, crawl around and see the thoughts you're thinking. You know, they haven't been with you through your entire life, your childhood, your formative experiences. So you can take their advice if you think that it serves you, if you admire um, their life in the arena of the advice that they're trying to give you. Like I give the example of relationship advice and your grandmother has a great relationship. But at the same time, know that your decisions are your own. And if you think that becoming a painter is going to better your life and other people around you disagree, they don't see you paint. Go ahead and become a painter because you know that brings you joy. And then the third point that I'll make um, is when you're making an empowered decision, you want to make a decision that supports not who you were, but who you are becoming. I'll say that again. <laughs> not who you were, but who you are becoming. Um, I'll give the example of, you know, oh, what's a good example for this? Maybe you're in a fight with um, a family member. Okay, we'll use that example. You and your aunt are in a horrific fight. And three years ago, if you had gotten in a fight with your aunt, you would have been like, well, I'm not going to see you at Thanksgiving and I don't want to talk to you. And you just, <laughs> you completely cut yourself off and you don't want to engage in a dialogue at all, right? And that's a decision. That is a choice. But maybe looking into your future, you're getting a little bit older and you say, okay, 
I want my aunt to be around when I have my own family. This is somebody that matters to me. And this might not be your line of reasoning, right? But say that it is. You think to yourself, you know, when I, you know, step into my life, I really want that person to be present and be there with me. I want them to be, you know, of a role in my life moving forward. And also moving forward as a young woman, I want to embrace um, really grounded and healthy relationships with my family. I would rather have a dialogue than do the kind of childish thing of, I'm not talking to you and walk away. So when you sit down to make a decision, ask yourself, does this choice reflect who I was in the past? You know, if you, your knee-jerk reaction might be because it's comfortable and we go to what's familiar um, more often than not, right? Because growth can sometimes be uncomfortable as powerful as it is and as wonderful as that, you know, evolution of character can be. It can be difficult sometimes. The familiar knee-jerk might be, well, I'm just going to shut her off and not talk to her because she's terrible. Okay. But ask yourself, does that kind of trap you in your 16, 17-year-old mindset? Or does it make sense for your own evolution as a person to say, you know what? I am above that. I'm above that. I have moved past the point of being petty like that. I want to sit down or like call my aunt and have a 20-minute conversation about this argument, you know, over grandma's pie recipe or whatever it is. Like, you know what I mean? Um, And you have to ask yourself, does the choice that I make reflect who I am becoming or who I was? I've been doing a lot of this lately. For example, you know, I think about even pursuing the BFA in acting. That's a beautiful example. In the past, I was very kind of weirdly, for as much as I love theater, I was very self-conscious. And I think I was kind of caught up in this idea that I wouldn't be a viable actress or I couldn't have a successful career because I didn't really believe in myself fully and I didn't necessarily see the value or see the worth in a theater education for myself because I was very caught up in a different way of looking at it. I was very caught up in, you know, people don't really want to see me on stage. I don't I don't know if that I want to be, or not that they don't want to see me on stage, but, you know, I don't know that I feel confident taking up space and being my true, authentic, organic self in a studio environment, in a theater environment, um, and maybe I'll make more money doing something else. Um, granted, I was up majoring in film, so I'm always a creative person. I think I'm very proud of myself for staying true and organic to that. Um, and I'm still incorporating film as a minor. That's a whole other discussion. But I guess what I'm saying is it wasn't so much that I didn't want the BFA, but I was kind of caught in this very limited, almost childlike mindset of I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. Like, I'm not going to do well at it. It's not for me. Maybe I'll fail. And, you know, now that I'm in the program and I made that choice to apply for it, it reflects the person I want to become who makes bolder and stronger decision and say, you know, I'm welcome in this room. I'm going to shut off that sense of imposter syndrome. I belong here. I worked my ass off. Excuse my French. I worked my ass off to get here. You know, I have talent. I have worth. People respond and they laugh and they smile when I act. You know, people give me great feedback. I belong in this room. And rather than give in to that sense of imposter syndrome, give in to that fear, that anxiety that used to dominate me more than it does now, looking at the person that I want to become, I don't want this to be a controlling force in my life anymore in 10 years. So in the interest of shedding this and becoming a more bold, empowered person 
who shows up in a room and knows she belongs there, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna challenge myself to step out on stage and, you know, put myself down stage center, you know? I'm gonna I'm gonna push myself to do that because I want to, you know, a few years from now be able to say, I belong here and I know I do, and say that with the utmost confidence. So again, making decisions that not don't support who you were, but support who you are becoming. So those are my three points in making empowered decisions. <laughs> Again, number one, knowing that um, it is an empowered decision if it's advocating for the highest and the best from a place of love for yourself and for the other person, the other party or parties involved. Um, number two, it is a decision that is your own, that you have ownership over. And before you take other people's advice, ask yourself if you admire or envy them in the arena that their advice stems from. And number three, it supports who you are becoming and not who you were, who you are becoming. It's a choice that propels you forward in your own growth and evolution and the things that you want, you're manifesting your desires, right? So my challenge before our next episode, which will hopefully be a little bit sooner than our last lapse of time that went by, and thank you for being empathetic and understanding of just how much has been going on in my life, but I'm so glad to be back. But my challenge is going to be in a choice that faces you from now until next episode, you know, take a class, not take a class, reach out to a friend, not reach out to this friend, reconcile this issue, not reconcile this issue. Try to apply these three things in making your decision. Ask, is it empowered? Is it my own? And does it support who I'm becoming? All right. And with that being said, that is the end of today's episode. Thank you so, so much for listening. I'm so grateful to be back and doing this again with you guys. Um, I wish you the highest and the best. (laughs) Um, And I hope that you make some very empowered decisions moving forward. Thank you, as always, for listening. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye-bye.